0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Finding the Line. I'm Nathan. I'm Ben. Hello, Ben. <laughs> hey, hey!
1: It's Finding the Line. Finding Ooh. the Line today.
0: <laughs> so exciting! So last fortnight's episode was on swearing, which yeah. was so much fun. And the reason why we wanted to kind of change track and tact and do something a little bit different was because the four episodes we had prior to that were so exhausting. You know, we're literally talking about. Deep topics about destiny and, and direction of humanity and...
1: I think we kind of realised that oh. because we're releasing Fortnite episodes, we talked on that one topic for two months. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So we wanted to keep it a bit lighthearted. So um, last fortnight's episode was so much fun. I don't know where this one's going to go, but it should be really interesting. Yeah,
1: so we thought, we've, we've talked a lot about wanting to do like certain movie reviews, um, not so much reviews, but I guess unpack the ideas. Unpack the ideas and, yeah. and just sort of like rag on a film or something like that. Um, we do have some great ideas. We do want to do one on Rick and Morty at some point as a yes, series. We do. Um, I would love to do one on Avatar Last Airbender. Have you, have you actually watched it. Yes, that? i watched the whole oh, that'd be a fantastic yeah. one to do. Lovely show. Um, but the one we're going to do tonight, or today, um, is I recently, finally, after much badgering from so many friends, watched the movie The Shack, um, which mm. is based on a book by the same name. Uh, what's the author's name? I forgot. I forgot. That's okay. Forgot. William
0: Paul Young or Paul William Young or something on <laughs> those lines. You know what we can use? Hey, we Google. Don't make, we
1: don't make any money off this podcast. We don't need to credit things. Exactly. fine. Exactly. <laughs>
0: That that lad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so we're just going to keep it pretty chill this time. Oh, no, we are doing, going to do not going and We're going to do a Q&A, we're do a Q&A. We're, we're a Q&A, Q&A section. A. Right, cool. We so, didn't get to
0: do one last fortnight, so okay, we're going right. to do
1: one yeah. tonight. Cool. So cue the Q&A section. Ooh. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone
0: so this is the Q section. We have a question all the way from New Mexico to the United States of America. We'll yeah. laugh because it's crazy to think that we have a listener all the way over there. So his name's Confluent. Connor. Completely legit. And um, <laughs> he he uh, messaged in, and he asked. Oh, yeah,
1: where, where did he message us? Was that was it, was it on Facebook? Is that yeah, it's on the Facebook Messenger by the, by the page. Yeah. Yeah, so they you could also mess- you could have also messaged us. On tw- uh, we're, we're you, can us, you can tweet and you to us, and you can also Instagram, Instagram to us. Instagram to us, um, and, and there's also an
0: email, which is f- <laughs> contact. Is it contact dot anyway? Yeah, yeah. You, have, <laughs> you,
1: you, you had that email, and it was crap, so I made a new one. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you found a better <laughs> which one. I will find, and I will tell you what it is at the end of this Q and A section.
0: Yes. So, anyway, um, the question that Connor from New Mexico of the United States of America <laughs> asked is if Jesus would use social media if he was kind of here today would Jesus tweet yeah would Jesus tweet would he you know Facebook would he Instagram Snapchat imagine Jesus on
1: Snapchat anyway what do you think Ben Snapchat <laughs> selfie hashtag no filter <laughs> <laughs> love your neighbor <laughs> hashtag the glow you, the glow is what Jesus' favourite hashtags would be <laughs> hashtag Love wins. <laughs> it's already taken. I know, <laughs> <laughs> it went down so well. <laughs> I think it would work just as well. Oh, I don't know. But that's not the question. Connor is asking
0: uh, a really, as a really important yeah, question. Yeah, Let's sorry, sorry Connor's Connor. question. Yeah. Sorry,
1: Connor. I don't mean to disrespect your question. Um, actually, I don't. Because there's no real equivalent. Um. um What we had, like we, so I try to draw some sort of parallel here. Um, He had books written about him, but they were well after his death and well after the tradition was passed on. Um, He used the pulpit at the time, I guess. So yeah, he used like he was a rabbi, so he used the teaching platforms that were available Mm. to him. Um, Would he have? I, I, I guess I feel like one of the disciples would have had a social media account. Jesus would have been featured on it, but I that's, don't think he himself would have been all that concerned with it.
0: I, yeah, that's a very interesting, interesting twist. I hadn't even thought about that as an option. Yeah, because
1: we all know how well it goes when um, political leaders—not that Jesus was a political leader—but have their own Twitter accounts. Yeah, he
0: was the king, but that's a whole other topic for another day. That's right, but, he, uh, he, but yeah, but he, not he, in the way did, that we understand. He, that. he did not trump though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. There, good touche. But I think what you just said actually very <laughs> interesting. I think I agree. Oh, yeah, you yeah, found the line quite quickly. Yeah. Um, anyway, no. I, think I, don't think but, I don't think you'd be against it by any means, but I i totally not. No, no. Um, you know, it's, it's strange. The first person which is um, uh, coming to my mind... I was going to say Richard Rob. I think he does have a Twitter, so I'm going to blow that one right out of the water. So anyway, but, but there's something about certain... Of Christian mystics and those who are very mindful and and, and have done a lot of self work, um, you often find that they're the most people who are they're the most least concerned, but at the same time, they don't shun the spotlight either. They're not yeah. afraid of the spotlight, but they don't push it away. They just
1: yeah. sit with it, and people do what they do with it. I think like the big thing when we talk about like I guess like what we know or what is presented of Jesus is that a lot of the time he's actually very anti-spotlight. Mm. Um, you know, majority of the time when he sends people out, he's like, don't tell people about this. <laughs> do not make a fuss. Please do not draw attention to me. That is not the point. Um, you know, I, I once heard, I think it was Rob Bell that said, I completely agree. Like, if Jesus were to rock up today, he'd be horrified that we made a religion in his name. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, so I think in that way, he him in any way of stardom or trying to, Push the message outside of the people he had direct contact with, because at no point did he ever push his me- push his message outside of the people he had direct contact with. Mm. Um, I think that would still be his method, um, and we and we well know that there are examples even today. So like, I think like people like Ram Dass and stuff like that; these are people who don't like you say mystics. They do not use social media. It's just completely outside of their mind frame. Yeah. Didn't be but then other, but, but they would yeah. draw
0: such an allure but, but, yeah, but that people other people around do them it, do it for which, them, which makes sense because so. if you think about it, like someone once made the most most simple point that really struck a chord with me. Because, you know Jesus never, or well, as far as we know, never wrote a book exactly. and published it. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? And that isn't to say that that means it's inherently wrong. but Don't draw those conclusions. But the point is, it's fascinating to even think that.
1: Yeah,
0: and that the fascination is, I think, yeah, you're right. Like. Because being public and doing provocative things that challenged the status quo, which Jesus certainly did in deep, visceral, symbolic ways, such as turning over the tables, it's not like he had to have his selfie camera open as he did that. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was
0: so provocative that other people were drawn and wooed into it, and they wanted to spread the message of what they were observing, um, as opposed to Jesus kind of, forcefully trying to spread the message i think rob bell talked about in his podcast that Robcast, the difference between different types of power there's hammer power and that there's oh, it's smell it's power hammer, smell. Yeah. and hammer power is that very kind of explicit deliberate kind of force the message get it across you know it's manipulative and it's kind of in your face whereas smell power you know if you smell something you're drawn to that smell and you mm. want to find out where that smell is it's It's something about the aroma that you, as an outsider, are drawn into. And then when you discover what the smell is, you want to share it with others. Mm. Um, As opposed to the hammer power, which is coming from the angle of the person with power, trying to kind of like hammer in power in a very manipulative, dehumanizing way. Jesus being the ultimate example of that aroma smell. I think you're right. I I honestly think Jesus wouldn't shun the spotlight in the sense of he wouldn't have been like, no, you can't take a photo of me or post mm. about me. But there would have been such an allure to him that yeah, I think Matthew, Mark, Luke and John would have had their own Instagram, <laughs> Snapchats, yeah, and any well, of the other people would have uh, had that as think, well.
1: And I think the whole story would have ended much the same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. You're awesome. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Movie Review. Uh, so we are going to talk about The Shack. Mmm, we are. Um,
0: now, me and Ben had a really romantic night together, snuggling, watching um, The Shack, yes, eating popcorn, yes. drinking some some fancy, yes. fancy wine. That's tr- not true, actually. Tr- true romance. I've actually never seen the movie with Ben. Um, but he's seen it more recently. I watched it a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Now, because you watched oh, it so
0: recently... Um, Well, did you want me to... Because I actually got the IMDb... Yes, give us a...
1: Obviously, like, spoilers. This is an old film, so at this point, if you haven't seen it... If you haven't seen it... Stop. Go and watch it, because this is actually... We're not going to do spoilers, but everything we're talking about is going to be based on the context and what goes on in the film, and you'll probably just be lost if you don't know what's going on. Although you might find this interesting still. I don't know. So, anyway, what's the synopsis of this? You You do do, you.
0: As the young kids say. The plot summary... As it's said by one anonymous person, it goes like this. <coughs> After the abduction and presumed death of Mackenzie Allen Phillips, youngest daughter, Missy, Mac receives a letter and suspects it's from God, asking him to return to the shack where Missy had, may have been murdered. After contemplating it, he leaves his home to go to the shack for the first time since Missy's abduction and an encounter that would change his life forever. Wow, that's bad. Anyway, that's a terrible one I picked. Doesn't even explain who the person they meet up with is.
1: So well, there's, maybe there's you should s- tell us. Maybe, sort of maybe I off. should tell you the synopsis because i so much better at it. Yeah. Uh, so there's this dude, whatever his name was, Mac. Yeah. This movie is so American in so many ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Connor won't be happy with hearing that.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Con- poor, poor Connor. Poor Connor. Poor Connor. Anyway, um, hi Connor. so. And uh, it's quite tragic. Anyway, the, the, the uh, Mac is his father. Um, he has his daughter abducted and killed. Um, and years later, um, after all the trauma and all that stuff, obviously they haven't dealt with it very well or haven't been able to deal with it, uh, he gets this mysterious letter in the mail um, from, I think it's from Pa or Papa or Papa. something like that, which is what his daughter used to refer to God as. Um, and he gets this mysterious letter in the mail, asking him to meet them at the shack mm. um, which is and they found the daughter's body at a shack um, so in his mind he's kind of got this idea that maybe it's a letter from God um, but he also thinks probably it's a letter from the murderer um, so he's gonna rock up to the shack to go kill this guy um That's and right. he gets to the shack and there's nothing there and they could they could kind of do like in at least in the movie so I haven't actually read the book have you read the book No. I okay cool um he sort of like has this moment where he sort of has this big angry burst, sort of passes out or something like that, or falls asleep, wakes up. Um, and this dude's walking through the forest and leads into this g- very, very green meadow where there's like another version of the shack almost, yeah, it's like a house, and yeah, it's like a beautiful and house. And he meets basically with God, yes, um, and spends his time processing the death of his daughter, yeah, um, that's that's the basic, yeah, the but I mean,
0: problem. it's worth knowing, noting as well that, um, um. God is expressed in three persons within the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could
1: you maybe just
0: explain? Yeah, that yeah. Well, then...
1: we're going to get there. I mean, it's some part of the synopsis. Goodness oh, me. <laughs> okay. Yes. All
0: right. So you're going to actually unpack that within the review or the yes. discussion? Okay. All right. Yes. Well, you lead the discussion, and it might I not be that. I shall
1: lead. Yes, there I go. shall. Um, okay. So there's some really interesting features of the film, which has garnered a lot of attention um, for itself. Uh, one of the pro primary things that uh I think people have like rebelled against a bit or had a massive issue with is, oh, I can't remember who the actress, who you got, you got it there? Who was the actress? No, you haven't got it anymore. Um, so.
0: Oh, um... yeah, Santa so, O.
1: Oh. Anyway, you bring anyway, it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, they, when you meet with, or well, when Mac meets with God, it is very much this, uh, he meets with this, this triune, three people scenario. So there is. This young hip Jewish dude, and <laughs> he really is this young hip Jewish dude named uh, who is Jesus. Um, and there is this Asian-looking um, female, female oh, who yeah. is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Although what I heard was really interesting is Octavia
0: Spencer is plays
1: Papa. Yeah, and Octavia Spencer, who is a black woman, plays the father. Mm. Um, and that was something that was uh, most people would draw point to the movie and go, "That's the movie where a black woman played God." Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually really, really interesting, and I, I find yeah. that a really uh, cool part of the film. And one of the they explain it within the storyline that so part of the uh, Max history or his backstory is that uh, his parents or his father was abusive to his mother, um, and his I think it ended up killing his mother, and he actually poisoned him, and killed his dad. Um, and so when he's meeting with God, God says, oh, "The last thing you need right now is a father." So that's why Isn't they, that profound? yeah, it's, just, it's quite profound. Um, so, yeah, and it's kind of like that was a pretty cool part of the film in a sense that they chose this very different sort of representation mm. of those characters than you would used to be, or oh, much more fluid, I guess. Yes. Um, and apparently in the book the, the character who is the Holy Spirit is actually meant to be androgynous. Um, she doesn't actually present as a gender, um, which yeah. they didn't really get across in the movie. She's obviously feminine mm. um, in the movie, um, but apparently in the book it's actually completely unable to tell, which yeah. I think was actually really, really cool. Fascinating. Um. There are some really, really great parts um, about this film. I think as a movie about learning to deal with grief, um, it's actually it's stunning um, in that level. Um, basically, he goes through with each of the characters, uh, kind of with the... Uh, we call it mother, father. It's, how, it's weird to refer to father. Oh, the um, papa. Papa. Yeah, as it's as, 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 as it is in the name. Yeah. Like, so we we'll we'll just we we'll just refer to the name they use because that's yeah, yeah, what they
0: use. Yeah.
1: Um, that that takes on a very um, intellectual sort of role. Like, so they talk a lot about like, or well, how could God let that? How could you let get bad things happen? How could you let this happen to my daughter if all things are good uh, and all that sort of yeah. stuff? So they have this very theological sort of conversation going throughout the movie. Um, Jesus plays this very much. Although I don't think they actually refer to him as that name. Um, Uh, Actually,
0: I think they do. Okay, I might
1: be wrong, but I—I think they kind of go, "And you're meant to be." He's like in the flesh. Yeah. Um, But I think aside from that, they never actually use—not in the movie. I don't think they use his name. Yeah. Um, he plays this very friendly connection sort of guy, and he uses the and they use the argument that film is because he's the one that's human, so that's what who Mac feels most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and the spirit is this very emotive. Experience, yeah. um, like he goes and plants a garden with her, and all that sort of stuff. So that, it's almost um, like that contemplative slow... Yeah, but an ongoing. But with each of those sorts of people, it's like it's almost like a a way of focusing on dealing with grief. Yeah. So with one character, he's dealing with the intellectual thing that something bad happened. Mm. Um, with the with Jesus, the Jesus character, he goes through this whole experience of learning about uh, learning not to hate the person who did something bad to him. Um, and with the spirit he learns about, basically learning to let go. Yeah. And all of this accumulates in the idea that he needs to forgive the person who killed his daughter. Mm. And then they redo a funeral scene um, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like bawling my eyes out. It was, like yeah, that part right. of the movie was beautiful and stunning that it uh, literally led the character to a point. Where he learnt to let go and learnt to be happy. Isn't incredible. Uh, so yeah, as a movie, as uh, as a grief process film. Yeah. Stunning film. Yeah. Absolutely great. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that from you? Or
0: gosh, I mean, <laughs> it, it's a little bit off topic though. I don't know if I want to interrupt your rift before no, you go. Oh, I, I, you mentioned it before, and I loved how God, in the three persons displayed in the film, mm. that they can playfully toy with the idea that hey the papa doesn't have to be a Mm. male figure within the film and i think that speaks so deeply to to what they're trying to depict in the film of of the christian phrase which i actually think is still quite beautiful of meeting people where they're at yeah the the, the notion that this was a person who had an abusive father Mm. and so papa um which is actually just intimate language. It's less about yeah. having to be about gender per se. I mean, you could say mama, but the point is is that there's this, there's this deep intimacy that, that Papa is displayed as a very caring woman, yeah. which I think is so perfect. And it actually unpacks the notion that God, in that particular person within the film, meeting Mac where he was at, it doesn't fundamentally change the character of God. I think that's what some people have worried. We're we talking yeah, about Christian yeah, theology. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. no, you can't toy with the idea of the Father, yeah, like a feminine yeah, yeah. side of God. I'm just like, we're not saying that God fundamentally changes. We're actually just saying that God still remains the same in the sense of, of God's character, mm. in terms of personality and intention and direction of love and, and the like. Mm. Um, that doesn't change. Well, it's not like God changes in that sense. Mm. Though the approach to God might contextualise depending on the place yeah, yeah, or the yeah. where they're at, and, and
1: there is a part in the film where that father that, that character does become male, yes, um, and rocks up says like, "This is the day that you need a father," and like, they, that's and been, isn't that beautiful? My yeah, word. yeah, and, and very much talks that fluidity. What yeah. we need, yeah, um, and it avoids the two
0: extremes of like the first extreme being like binary, like no, it has to be as Masculine, dominant yeah. male figure, but also avoids the other extreme of supposing that there's a fundamental change in who the being of God is. That's it's right. It's rather the same God, just depicted within, with the same character, same intention, same direction, same love. Yeah. Just point on a different face.
1: So that's right. I mean, and even to go through biblical scripture, and if you go, especially through the Old Testament, yes. God is. Very, very commonly referred to both genders. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's right this, there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, right, okay. it's right there in the text, <laughs> <It's>, y'all. <laughs> so it's, uh, even though evangelicals would find that quite shocking from um, yeah, a Jewish it's, perspective, it's not at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I do find, like, and I think that is something that's really important. It's not as a critique, but interesting, this movie. It is very, yeah, go It's yeah, obviously an American film. Um, mm. It's... Uh, I think the book is—I think it's like 14 years old now, or something like that. Old, it yeah. is Quite it's old, Maybe even older. Um, and, I, and I think, especially for the time it was written, it's extremely progressive um, evangelical. Um, yeah. Um, exp- extremely progressive from an evangelical perspective, which I think is actually really, really good. Mm. I think it's kind of interesting watching it now. Obviously, it's an old book. It's an old. It's even an old. It's an old movie as well. Um, it's kind of going, yeah. Well. Doesn't seem all that progressive now in a lot of ways. Um, In America, perhaps, it still is a different culture (laughs) sitting here. But I can recognise for the time when it was made Mm. um, and the culture which it represents, yeah, it is quite progressive. And I think in good directions as well. I think the way that they deal with gender uh, neutrality and um, uh, contextuality when it comes to the character of God I think is really, really, really good. Mm. Uh, I think that... Yeah, so I, th- I think there were, there are some really great aspects to the film in that regards. I'm trying to think. I think there's something else I really liked. Um, oh, there were some pretty fun parts about like walking on water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, yeah. Super, super cheesy, but but pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
0: so a bit you didn't like about the film. Bits
1: I didn't like about the film. I think one of the things that the film really tried to sell really hard is that God is someone to have a relationship with. And I didn't get that as far as the way the characters developed in the movie. Like, at no point was... uh, The relationship that Mac seemed to develop or come in um, to grow with in God was in uh, intellectual understanding. Um, Mm. So he came to understand things from God's perspective... And that's how he grew. But there was never actually a development in relationship towards them in that sense. And I think that, for me, showed the most with the father character, with the papa, Mm. Um, because for a character that talked about being comfortable just to sit there and be in a relationship, mm. did not shut up. Like, <laughs> every... like Literally, yeah. he would walk out angry and she would come out and just, just be chatting still. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, give the guy a break. Yeah. Um, is that interesting? Is that interesting? And, and, and yeah. I was, was like, this is very much... Here's the information. Here's how you need to react to it. Um, yeah. And it was very... Uh, These are the right answers. Yeah. This sort of yeah. thing, which I... And I don't think the author was trying to go there. And again, it's a movie, so I'm mean no way critiquing the book here. Please keep that yeah, in mind, because I haven't read the book, and yeah. I've done and it's a very different. Movie um, yeah. But yeah, I think for the movie critique, in that sense, it did portray a very... If you just understood it right, mm. then, you'd, then you'd be okay. Can like,
0: I, <laughs> I tell you an area which I thought displayed that quite quite a bit in a way that I didn't like? Yeah. Um, I have mixed feelings about this particular scene, Probably more within the mix is probably the negative than there's positive. There is some positive. And that's sort of uh, lady wisdom. Oh, yeah. I have a
1: big rant about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: too simplistic.
1: And like even their understanding of
0: the gospel, like, don't even get me started.
1: <laughs> like, heaven,
0: hell, kids. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? We're yeah, going here? Okay. Yeah. I guess this was written for a particular Okay. So this, can you describe stuff, the same culture. bit? I
1: it's you've been, been so long okay. I just
0: remember that one bit and it just frustrated me. Okay,
1: yeah. So there's a point where Jesus Stacey, takes him over to this island, or they walk on the water over to this island. Yeah. And, and, this and she's like, go up go up here and you're going to meet someone. Just remember everything you've learnt and you'll be fine sort of thing. So it's kind of like a test in a sense. Yeah. So he goes into this cave um, and there's this lady sitting on the seat called Lady Wisdom. Um, and Which,
0: by the way, is that a play? I mean, it's within all the scripture. Is it a particular play in Proverbs? Lady wisdom, I don't I think it comes with
1: proverbs. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm anyway. Not, I'm not quite sure what doesn't matter, in that sense. Sort of, and she yeah. goes through this whole rhetoric basically with him about who does he blame. Um and she's sitting on this chair and basically the chair represents the seat of judgment. Um and goes through this whole argument about uh, who is he angry at, who did the wrong thing, what what do they deserve this sort of thing. Um and then sort of flips it around on its head, say, "All right, well, you sit in the judgment seat," and like he bring, she brings up his two remaining kids, and kind of say, "Well, choose one of these then um, to do, to live, and to die," um, because that's what you're asking God to do when you say that this person should be judged because of something bad that they did. Um, and he's kind of like, "Oh no, I couldn't possibly choose. Choose me instead. Take me," which is you know trying to echo to the whole gospel story that Jesus said, "Take me," and you know that whole sacrifice concept. Um, the thing I hate, like, there's so much about that which was so problematic. The thing I hated the absolute most with that is when he clicked into giving the correct response, then it, he was basically with, w- rewarded with seeing his dead daughter in heaven.
0: Yeah, it was a quick pro quo. I, like, I scratch your back, you scratch yeah, mine. You got the right answer, here's a reward. Actually, ding, disgusting. Ding, ding. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, I was so uncomfortable with that. I was like, oh, my goodness, because that whole scene communicated. If you just did it the right way, if you just believed this the right way, then you would know that – then you'd be able to see this – you'd be yeah. able to see this beautiful thing or something like that, but you're not allowed to see it prior to. <laughs> yeah, prior to Gander, right. Yeah. And
0: it's one of those – you know what the frustrating thing is, is that they could have done that scene but so differently.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Like, in, in fact, even toying with the idea of him sitting – him sitting in the judgment and so to speak, yeah. like – there are positive ways that they could have had a deeply, deeply grieving, deeply emotional, existential mm. discussion which could have brought brought about the same end results of kind of being not perfectly okay, because I thought that was a bit unrealistic, like it's just completely fine now after yes. that, but at least some sense of letting go-ness. To it, but yeah, yeah. but in a way that's much more realistic and much more taking into account the the whole yeah. The journey I mean, it kind of
1: nice. I, again, it's I, I don't mean to, it's hard to judge it in a sense, and but it's what this is what this podcast does, I guess. Um, because it it, it is representing evangelical theology, and it does that like, and, and all of the arguments are very mainstream evangelical mm. theology in their arguments, but for something that is taking that is attempting to take a very relational aspect of this it would have been nice to see that play more at like a therapy session mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. With, with literally
1: Lady, lady Wisdom yeah. on the judgment seat, that, that should be a therapy session. <laughs> I was
0: just, as a counsellor, I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's like gestalt. Sorry, yeah. that's, a, that's a very fringe joke. No, it's not even a joke, it's just a fringe counselling theory. <laughs> I, I yeah, have yeah, yeah, you ever seen the idea of, like, there's a chair, pretend that like your father's sitting there? Oh, yes, chair. right, That, that okay. comes out of a yeah, theory yeah, called yeah, gestalt. Okay. The idea of, okay, let's swap seats. Yeah, yeah. Now what are you going to do? That would be, yeah, so that's cool. Something very, similar to and that there's a very time. aha moment out yeah. of it. Which is Gestalt, and I think they could have done that better. Yeah, I think again. think yeah. having that would have been fine, just better, a lot yeah. better, yeah. and without the, all the loaded theology that was in it. But to be fair, yeah, he was coming from that evangelical yeah yeah
1: yeah. So I I, I I don't want to judge it too harshly because, like I said at the beginning, it's a positive. Like it is actually incredibly progressive for mm. where it's coming from, and that's great. But we get to sit here and pre- judge it from our own perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And, but you're right. And, what and, very... and I, the only reason I judge that is because it it seems inconsistent with the message that the film is trying to deliver. Yeah. But the message is trying... The film is trying to deliver this very relational... Yeah, it took a
0: detour, did it, really quickly. Really sharply. Well, I don't
1: think it ever actually went there other than just saying that it wanted to. Yeah. Um, but never actually played that out. Yeah. Um, was a problem. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there were some
0: other things to the film which I thought were fascinating. Um, the scene where he sees his father.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought that was fascinating. Um, just the the some of the, the theology behind that and the idea of um, a restorative a restorative reconciliation I thought that was fascinating the I, I that could have been played out better I think as well but yeah because
1: like that it seemed quite with, quick
0: and it seemed it quite, quite quick sudden the big thing is the I I like the, let's put it this way I like the idea of that as well
1: yeah it was an odd scene in the sense that he, so he gets to meet his dad who's in heaven apparently um, <laughs> that's, Horrible, horrible man. Um, and But Mac apologises to his dad for killing him. But there's no... Reper- no is there? Is there rep- no, it doesn't I'm go the other res- way. I did not um, know that. Because res- I, I
0: don't remember. that. Yeah. I just remember Which, the scene. that it's...
1: Wow, really? As,
0: as a great... Well, that's not really restorative then.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. As... Oh, and, like, so this is, uh, and this is where, like, part of the film is of. Uh, so Max sort of wakes up again at the end. So you kind of get this slight impression that it was all just a like a dream hallucination process. Um, although this, you know, you could take it that way. Although obviously they don't, and they they're trying mm. to sell that it was actually a real event, but mm. in the in the fictional narrative of the story. Mm. Um, but I think if you actually take it as that, as this guy is literally in the the shack where his daughter died, he's mm. had a. a existential crisis and has literally passed out from it, Mm. and his brain is trying to comprehend it, if you see it all as him dealing with his grief and him dealing with his inability to let go of things, Mm. then the father not apologising to him actually makes sense because that's actually not something he needs. He actually feels guilty for killing his dad. Totally. Uh, Very good point. And because he was a Christian
0: in the film, wasn't he? Like evangelical... The dad and the, the dad. kid. dad. Yeah, and
1: the kid. Yeah. Maybe that also and takes
0: that. into account the... I mean, I'm not saying this is what the author was thinking at the time. I don't know. But, like, you could spin yeah. it, just take a postmodern perspective and let me put my own interpretation on yeah. it. You could spin it to say that if it was him just unconscious in the shack, then, of course, there's going to be... the experience of God's going to be filtered through that evangelical theology and perhaps experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, there'll I, be I, truths the, which, the movie actually makes more sense, I think, yeah. if, you, if you critique it that way. Yeah. Um, uh, that it, uh, that's why I say it's a actually a really great movie about uh, an evangelical dealing with grief. Yeah. Because um, I think that in that sense, it actually makes a lot of sense. Mm. From a uh, not to make any comments about evangelical, but like mm. if it's this character, and because the, the important thing with the dream sequence sort of concept is you, you should you should never introduce more information than what the character would already have, mm. um, because that otherwise you're sort of implying some divine <laughs> concepts. Um, but, like, the movies, actually kind of works well in that way in that, um, like, there are new things, like the idea that God's a woman and stuff like that, I think. But, you know, that's reasonable that the brain would rationalise that. I mean, like, oh, I don't want a father right now because I have issues with my father, so let's yeah. make God a woman is the other option. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's this is actually, awesome, by the way. It's, it's mean, actually very consistent. It's like, isn't this fascinating? <laughs>
0: We're now taking, like a like, a... A dr- the, the the angle of like unconscious happening in his head I love it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say how much I enjoy the fact that we're unpacking <laughs> it like that as well
1: you, you haven't really talked movies with, with me before um. <laughs> it's good though um, so in that uh, the, the movie actually makes more sense in that regards mm. um, which I like in, in some ways uh, because it even forgives like the bad theology and the, even the judgement scene conversation because yeah. it's actually well, that's what I meant, because it's, it's built within the, yeah, his it's based within history. what he would expect or his own arguments. He, that's or, what I meant, yeah, what, exactly. The arguments he already knows. Exactly. So, yeah, in, that, in yeah. that sense it works. So it's
0: working with his own inner a, in a monologue logic of, yeah. of it. Yeah, the,
1: the, the critique then of the movie is the movie never, pre, never presents it that way. Yeah. Um, and actually tries actively tries to present it not that way. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, this uh, so actually I, divinely I, what's happening. I can sit here and fix the film. but like, yeah. Saying that that's the way it works, but yeah. it's not the way the movie itself presented itself to work. Yeah. So it, it, that's a, that's where mm. it, the critique of it comes in, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I was trying to think. I felt like there was another part. They were they were the big ones, I think, as far as the things that I struggled with. Mm. Um, I think yeah. I like I, we've kind of touched on the Holy Spirit character. Actually, no. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, something they talk about is very much like God's presenters, they all know him and they all know everything um, yeah. all the time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which actually makes it really, really hard for him to have a relationship with them. Again, this is going back to the relationship critique. Yeah. Um, because they're kind of like, well, we know you perfectly, so we already have a perfect relationship with you. You just mm. have to catch up. <laughs> But I would have loved to have seen the movie actually kind of go with, let's get to know each other and let's actually talk things out and yeah. let's actually go on these adventures and um, and work through this stuff together sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and there was just so many parts in the movie were like, oh, man, I want to rewrite this so bad. Like <laughs> Totally. write a new version totally. of this uh, that, that works in that way. I, but, yeah, sorry, go on. But yeah, yeah, yeah go. I
0: was going to say, there was one thing that the papa said in the film, which I do think was quite... Quite beautiful theologically, where you know. I want to premise this by saying that this actually isn't an answer to people's pain or suffering, mm. and I also want to say that there are even problems with this particular take. But I do think it's important mentioning when when she says, "You know, I, I, I never left you." I, yeah, there. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was so beautiful. Yeah, like it, and yeah. it it reminds me of a and In fact, it reminds me of a particularly evangelical by the name of John Stott when he was. um Reflecting on the type of God that he wanted, and he said that I cannot believe in a God who isn't on the cross. Yeah, the idea that God suffers,
1: yeah. God suffers yeah, with definitely. Us,
0: that God is in the midst of pain. Yeah. God's in the midst of the most hardest and struggle of times, and that doesn't remove the questions. It doesn't remove the existential angst per se, but it gives a perspective that I think is. Quite beautiful to know that there's a co-suffering love there.
1: Yeah. I, I, and I yeah, love yeah. that. I
0: love when Papa mentioned that. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it doesn't actually answer the question, but yeah. God God knows what it's like to suffer. Yeah,
1: and I think it was in those moments with the movie, it was at its strongest, for sure. Like, yeah. um, and, and, and because you're right, it doesn't answer the question. Mm. And I think the movie should never have gone down the path of trying to answer the questions. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: It should have been a response to... You have these questions, and those are really valid. Yeah. Um, let's work through them as a relationship, yes. not to find answers, but to find closure or to find a way Absolutely. forward. Which I think the movie tried to do in yeah. some ways, but also, we'll
0: which isn't interesting. It's so, to to advance the topic a little bit, we're still within the film, but a little bit outside, isn't it? It's scandalous to the human mind, especially the modern human mind. To to to. Talk about closure without getting an answer. Isn't that fascinating to think about? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that right. so scandalous? Yeah. Because yeah, because we're yeah. so
1: caught up in the right answer will give me closure. Yeah. It's like, the right answer would never give you closure. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've
0: thought about this once. So I've theologically toyed with the idea. It's like, suppose God did answer the question about evil and suffering. Fix anything? No. That wouldn't. That, that would fix it. No. It wouldn't stop. Wouldn't stop people that I've known getting cancer and dying like no. weeks later. It wouldn't stop that because.
1: And on a basic level, uh, as humans, we we like to think we're not, but we're basically emotional creatures, like yes. like all mammals. Yes, like we, are, we are no better than any, uh, any other mammal in that sense. Yep. There are there are mammals which are actually more emotional than us, like killer whales. Actually, we have much more developed brains in that sense. Um, but we also have this beautiful thing called the oh, what's it called? Is this thing that lays on the outside of our brain? I can't remember what it's called prefrontal lobe something like that, which allows prefrontal us to... Prefrontal cortex. Sorry, yes. I'm using Yeah, yeah, the yeah something yeah, like sorry. that. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. it allows us to be... Self- I was meant to say prefrontal cortex, not lobe. It's the thing, cortex, that, li- it's the thing <laughs> that allows us to be self-aware, essentially. Yes, yes, the very uh, front
0: bit. The, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: the upper part yeah, of the yeah. brain, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and we get so caught on the side, outside part of the brain mm-hmm. where we work on questions and answers and lots of stuff because we're able to do that. Um, but it's actually not... It's actually a very, very small percentage of the brain. I think that's what like Einstein was saying when he made that joke that we only use 10% of our brains Um, because the thinking part of our brain actually isn't the large part. It's actually the emotion centre of our brain, which are the largest aspects of us. Um, And so when we talk about if we just had the right answers, then we'd be okay. It's like, nope. Oh, man. (laughs) Like 10% of your brain might be okay. And it's like it's that same issue that happens when when someone dies and when we experience great loss, which is relevant for this movie. Um, People really struggle unless they've been through that, I think to understand that a year later you're still, your body's still trying to figure that out. Yes. Um, even though you've mentally yes. come to concept come to grips with the idea that this person isn't around. Um, and there's a lot of research to say that our guts actually are the seat of our, like actually affect the way we emote. Oh um, man. Quite a lot.
0: People have said it's the second brain. Some people have gone further. It's the first, it's first brain. brain. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of
1: yes. research around that. And, but I actually find that even just as an analogy to kind of go, all right, because we have such an idea that the brain is this thinking centre, how about we move to the idea of going, all right, think that your gut is trying to rationalise loss. How long do you think that should take? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because we wouldn't consider our stomach to be super intelligent in in that (laughs) processing sense. And I think that's that's a really good standard. But it critiques
0: that idea that it's about intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: And intelligence is, is emotive and it's something that takes... Yes, yes, I'm used to it. So, yeah. As
0: as a counsellor and, and and you know, I'm still pretty pretty new to the to the, the career game of counselling, but I can tell you at least from what I've known and what I've researched and from the very very good lectures I've studied with who specialized in trauma, they will tell you it's not just about correct thinking. Mm. It's not just it's not less than that, it's, that plays a role. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And it can actually be helpful just to kind of just just to kind of catch yourself in the moment and be like, "Oh, actually, I think differently, but however, you're quite right, the deeper healing comes about how we viscerally, emotionally, but I don't just even want to use the word emotional, like existentially, this deep meaning, Mm. this is deep visceral bodily meaning-based sense of self, it has to deeply process pain, it has to grieve, it has to... Has to find, depending on how, who the person is, you know, they have to draw it out, they have to cry it out, they have to talk it out, they have to do something that actually deeply gets the hurt, yeah, out. That's right. And isn't it interesting that the answer in that sense then isn't the right answer? No. The answer is that, ironically, not an answer. It's a, it's the ability to actually yeah. walk the journey. That's
1: right. You now, uh, in some ways, an answer can actually be harmful. Yes. Um, because. Oh man. Oh, yeah.
0: Done. Easy. Yeah. Thanks. Or, or, or <laughs> worst case scenario, someone's just died. What? God need another angel in heaven? Like, oh my word. Yeah. oh, yeah. Don't we, even get me started. I mean, that's wrong. We- on- Many different levels, theologically, but it's also just wrong on, like, just a hurt level. like
1: That's right, yeah. piss off, I don't need to hear that. Yeah, and and we come up with these things in order to deal with the loss and the pain. Again, um, like, uh, I think I've referenced it once before, but Ricky Gervais did a really interesting film called The Invention of Lying. Um, Have you you seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think I watched that as, like, as a quite as set evangelical Christian when that first came out, and I was like, oh, man, I don't like that at all. Thinking back, and I'm like, damn, yeah, like a really valid sort of point that how much shit we make up um, in order to try and just rationalize our grief. Um, And especially the the fear of the unknown, which is the biggest fear we have as humanity because we're like the one species that can comprehend that we are going to die but not comprehend what that means. Yeah. So it's like our biggest, it's like the biggest fear we constantly deal with. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we build all these yeah Ernest Beckett
0: Denial of Death it's very big on that that yeah that's right so yeah
1: yeah. so um, I think it's a really great movie in that way and to take it as that way Mm. Um, like Mm. a lot of the issues I have with it almost boil down to uh, I mean I haven't really talked to critique it on the evangelical level because I think if you listen to our podcast and you know where we stand on things, you know where some of the issues are when it comes to that film. So that's kind of pointless. That's not a critique of a film. That's just me having a bitch. <laughs> 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 I'm just swearing still. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Still reeling
0: from Fortnite's episode. Yeah, that's right. But,
1: yeah, um, but yeah like I, I don't think it's a bad or destructive movie by any stretch. I think mm-hmm. as far as the, the, the Christian movie genre goes, that's actually one that's worth watching. Absolutely. I, I can't... Rec- think of any others that I would actually recommend. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I can think of one I can recommend. What? Um, uh, Blue Light Jazz. So uh, there's a book yeah. by an author called Donald Miller. Yeah. Which is, he? I wouldn't describe him as progressive evangelical. He's post-evangelical. Right, okay. he, 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 he's... Anyway, that's a film that I would recommend. Yeah. Actually, by the way, Science Mike has a cameo in that. For real? Yeah, yeah. Like, he can't see him. Like, you can see him, sorry, but he's, like, an audience member. That's awesome. But he's seen at the front. front. That's really, really cool. But, yeah.
1: Um, Actually, going through and doing the movies we recommend, theologically, one day would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll do that sometime. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, how about we wrap it up, there? Yep. I haven't really got too much more to say. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on the movie. Uh, Please don't think, like... I should probably have said this at the beginning, but please know that any critique that I or anyone gives of the film should never necessitate whether you enjoy it or not. Mm. Um, something can be critique critically bad, but if you find joy in it, then you should find joy in it. Exactly. Um, Especially so God is fun. not dead. No, I'm kidding.
0: That's objectively. Sorry. I <laughs> oh, should stop right
1: now uh, no no I am never judging your passions
0: never Please judging know that. passions but I
1: will critique your movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> amen <laughs>
0: anyway alright well we'll leave
1: it there we want to it's hear it again um, share our stuff show us some love share um, it like the recommend plague share, share
0: it like plague. the bubonic
1: play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: recommend us um, send us yeah around Facebook and whatever else Yeah. get
0: more questions like question from this was fabulous, fabulous. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more from people from all over the globe who are going to see those questions right. really really soon yeah. alright you guys are awesome uh, let us know if there's any other topics or movies you want us to talk about as well bye, bye. bye. bye.